Yo, what up everybody? This is Mark from Suicide Silence. Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Gary Hall from Exodus and recently retired from Slayer. Chris from Bad Wolves. It's Joe from Briar Rose. Tyler Burgess here. And I'm... This is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder. Yo, yo, yo. Igor Cavalera here. Hey, this is Charlie Lanthrax. I just want to give a shout out to Pedalton Metal Radio, the podcast. The podcast to get all your rock and metal news plus reviews. With new episodes dropping every Sunday, make sure you tune in. Keep rocking with Pedal to the Metal. Check it out now, you motherfuckers. Keep it metal. Yeah, all right. Welcome, everybody, to the 70th episode of Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. I'm your host, your main man here, Eddie Monster. For those of you who are just joining us, maybe for the first time, welcome, welcome all. That's right. This is the weekly podcast where we talk rock and metal news, and plus we play some music on the show. That's right. On today's show, we got a great episode for you guys for the 70th episode. That's right. We got some Gus G coming. We've got Under the Oak, and then we've got our unsigned Band of the Week. Very, very special one, by the way. But uh, nonetheless, like I said, we've got a great show. We've got tons of rock and metal news to talk about. Stuff like that. Uh, But before we get into that, it is time to do the social media side of things. That's right. Our weekly spiel that we do. If you want to follow the show, you can do so by going to facebook.com forward slash Eddie's Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. And that's Eddie, E-D-D-I-E. You can also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Eddie Monster 82. Usually I post a lot of links and stuff like that on Twitter. Right now, my latest thing that I'm doing, uh, I do something on the side, which is called Eddie's 31 Days of Halloween, where I review a movie every day for 31 days in the month of October. So if you want to check that out, uh, there's plenty of links to that on that on the Twitter page, I should say. Uh, but we're also on Instagram and Instagram.com forward slash pedal to the metal radio show. And last but certainly not least, the one link that rules them all because there can only be one, and that is pedal to the metal radio show dot blogspot dot com. Again, pedal to the metal radio show dot blogspot dot com. That is the place to go if you want to listen to new and archived episodes. That's right. If you listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, whatever it may be, if there is a link. It will be there right on that page. Also, big exciting news. I'll be providing the link for all of you guys if you want to tune in. Just go to the Facebook page that I said in the beginning, facebook.com forward slash Eddie's Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. I'm going to be posting a link. I'm going to be going live on terrestrial radio. That's right. For one day only, we call it Alumni Takeover at Bridgewater State University. It's WBIM 91.5 FM. That is the station. I'm going to be doing my 20th anniversary special. That's right. 20 years in the entertainment business. I've been plugging away for 20 years. So because COVID happened, I didn't get to celebrate the 20th anniversary last year. We're doing it this year. And the next year is the 50th anniversary of Alumni Takeover. I can't wait. It's going to be a great fucking day. Let me tell you, I've got Doc Rock, otherwise known as Joe McDonald from Briar Rose. 
You heard him in the intro. He is going on before me, and then it's my show, Pedal to the Metal Radio. So it's going to be a good time. We're going to be jamming out 20 years worth of music that I've played. I'm going to be going through all of it, creating quite the set list for all you guys. It's only an hour, so it's not a huge, huge commitment. Also, on the horizon as well, we are creating a Twitch page for this show. That's right. There is so much music that's being sent to me that I don't have enough time to play all of it on the show. So I'm creating a Twitch page to play all this amazing music that just keeps getting sent over. So you're going to want to check that out as well when that happens. It's going to be a fucking blast. Um... Yeah, so that's the stuff that's on the horizon. So again, if you are in a band, whether you're signed or unsigned, it doesn't matter. If you're a promoter, if you're a record label and you want to get your music played on the show, send me an email at pedaltothemetalradioshow at gmail.com. Pedaltothemetalradioshow at gmail.com. I will check it out. I'll get it on the show. I'm trying my best to sift through everything. There's just a lot. Of music in flux being sent over so it's sometimes with only a show like this you got to be a little picky sometimes uh, but I enjoy and appreciate everybody that sends music over believe me you guys are all fucking amazing let me tell you but again we have a great show for you guys this week and uh, I'm super proud of the fact that concerts have been going Without a hiccup so far. Uh, I know a bunch of friends that went to the Slipknot concert the other night. And it was fucking amazing. That's what they told me. And uh, it's just great. It's great to have some sort of normalcy. You know, a little bit of a sense of it. Because that's what I got last week at the Corn concert. was like, man, this feels normal again. Here we are. 18,000 people packed into the friggin' Xfinity Center. None of us are wearing masks. We're smoking weed. We're doing whatever, drinking a lot of beer, whatever it is you can get your hands on at the Xfinity Center. And uh, everybody's having a good fucking time, and that's what it's about. It was it, I missed it so much, you know what I mean? And Jonathan Davis, you know, himself was even like, let's just have a good fucking time tonight. You know, let's forget about all the bullshit in the world. That's what I hope for this show, too. Maybe it's only 40 45, 50 minutes out of your day, but hopefully it's something to help you escape, right? Some great music, some rock and metal news, you know, what else could you ask for in life? But uh, so, yeah, you know, it's great to see everything coming back and so many shows are being announced. It's unbelievable. Even for 2022 is looking unbelievable. I mean, it's Tool, uh, Testament, Exodus, and Death Angel, there's so many shows that are happening. You know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers just announced the tour for 2022 and a very ambitious world tour, um, if I should say so myself, if you're a Chili Peppers fan. But nonetheless, you know, it's great to see music back out. You know, who cares what genre it is? Let's just be happy that music and entertainment is coming back because that's what's important is to see all of it just coming back. Let's bring normalcy because, man, real life is starting to look a lot 
like bullshit to me, if you ask me. But I'm not going to get political on the show because I fucking hate politics. And uh, I avoid people who talk about politics because everybody's got an opinion. It's like an asshole. You know, everybody's got one. So anyways, let's get enough of this. It's time to get into our first artist of the night. And who knew that Norway was known for more than just black metal? Well, it's kind of obvious. I mean, TNT comes from Norway. They're an unbelievable 80s rock band. But there is an artist coming all the way from Norway. Norway, excuse me. That I am super, super excited. It's thrash metal, which is one of my favorite subgenres of metal. And the band is called Under the Oak. They're coming all the way from Norway. These guys are huge, huge fans of thrash metal. They would rehearse songs from Exodus, Testament, Flotsam and Jetsam, so on and so forth. These guys love it. I love it. They've got an album out right now called Ripped Up by the Roots. It was released in 2020. And we are going to check out the track right now, Him for the Fallen, right here on Pedal to the Middle Radio, the podcast.
is time for Rock and Metal News, presented by Eddie Monster. Yes, it is time for Rock and Metal News. And we've got a lot to talk about. I want to do a little bit of an update on Judas Priest's Richie Faulkner. This guy is an absolute fucking badass. At the Louder Than Life Festival, he suffered an aortic aneurysm. And it was during, I believe, somebody said it was during the uh, guitar solo to Painkiller. So here's what he said. This is an update. So apparently midway through the painkiller solo, that's when it happened. Um, He said, maniacs, I've always been grateful for the opportunities I've been presented with. I've always considered myself the most fortunate man ever to be able to play my favorite music with my favorite band to my favorite people around the world. Today, just being able to type this to all of you is the biggest gift of all. As I watch footage from the Louder Than Life Festival in Kentucky, I can see my face, the confusion and anguish I was feeling while playing Painkiller as my aorta ruptured and started to spill blood into my chest cavity. I was having what my doctor called an aortic aneurysm and complete aortic dissection. For what I've been told by my surgeon, people with this don't usually make it to the hospital alive. I was taken to a nearby Rudd Heart and Lung Center and quickly went into what turned out to be a 10.5 hour emergency open heart surgery. Five parts of my chest were replaced with mechanical components. I'm literally made of metal now. I could have... It could have all ended so differently... We only had an hour set that night due to Metallica's performance after us. And it does cross my mind, if it was a full set, would I have played until total collapse? If I ha- if it hadn't happened in such a high adrenaline situation, would my body have been able to keep going long enough to reach the hospital? The amazing Heart and Lung Center was four miles away from the gig site. If it had been further away, dot, dot, dot. And he goes on to talk about more you got to love his dedication. And maybe he's right. You know, maybe the adrenaline is what actually kept him going the whole entire time. I mean, who knows? But that is just nuts to think about. That your heart ruptured. Like a part of your heart just ruptures. And blood is spilling into your, you know, into your chest. I mean, how are you feeling during all of that? That's insane. But, man, that's total dedication. And uh, the guy now is literally made of metal. So can't get any more metal than that is what I always say. Um, But, yeah, man, you know, he's definitely a fucking hero in my book. One story that is kind of driving me nuts, man. I fucking hate this. You know what I mean? Like I get kind of frustrated with this kind of shit and I, and I'm kind of sick and tired of it. Um people in society really need to get over them fucking selves. Because it's kind of tiring, dude. I get like being a principal 
at a school in a town called St. Catharines, Ontario. May not be a place where they want somebody who is into Satanism. But since when has Iron Maiden ever been a satanic metal band? And even if they were, really, who gives a shit? But nonetheless, there's a principal at Eden High School, like I said, in St. Catharines, Ontario, who could potentially lose his job. And I say that because parents of students have launched a petition to ban this guy over what they're calling satanic imagery. Apparently they don't understand that Iron Maiden's mascot is indeed not Satan. His name is Eddie, much like myself. Apparently they don't understand that giving the devil horns is the universal language of heavy metal. So it doesn't matter. I mean, the Italians believe that giving somebody those horns, like like Dio said in, in uh, I believe it's that metal documentary, it was to ward away and curse people. Okay? But apparently that's just not enough. They've launched a petition because, you know, that, Apparently, it's not all about her being an Iron Maiden fan, but about her display of the number 666 and the devil horns is apparently why. And uh, here's here's the details. As concerned parents with impressionable children at Eden High School in St. Catharines, Ontario, we are deeply disturbed that the principal assigned to the school blatantly showed satanic symbols and her allegiance to satanic practices on her public social media platforms where all the students can see them under at Eden Principal. By the way, not her personal account. Our school is based on inclusion and openly displaying satanic symbols on a public social media platform that directly goes against the principles of the vast majority of families who represent the school is not inclusive. As parents, we are demanding her transfer to another school. Please replace her with another principal who aligns with the values of the families at Eden and will not sabotage the teaching or upholding of those values and will not try to introduce impressionable students to satanic practices or symbolisms. Basically, these parents are full of shit. So the fact that they're an Iron Maiden fan, these stuck-up pieces of shit, have now started a petition. And they're trying to get this woman to lose her job just because she's an Iron Maiden fan. People, you need to get your heads out of your asses over there in Ontario. Seriously. Seriously. I don't know what this is all about. I don't know. What is it all about? Who knows? But it's bullshit. It's bullshit, eh? 
So, yeah, to all my Canadians in Toronto that are that are stupid enough to start this petition in St. Catharines, Ontario, get your heads out of your asses, get a life. It's not the 1980s anymore. Okay, Tip of Gore is not a Canadian, even though she probably is dancing around saying, finally, people are believing what I was preaching in the 1980s. This stuff is satanic. It has no room in. Well, it has room everywhere. Heavy metal is not the problem. It's the people that are the problem. People that are against expression, artistic expression, people that are against artists. I mean, how many artists back in the day? And I'm counting like going way back. I mean, let's forget music, okay, for even a minute. I mean, how many artists who are painters were told they were satanic for expressing themselves? I mean, in, in, what was it, 1600 and something, we had the Salem Witch Trials. Because people were accused of being Satanists by Puritan assholes. So, it's not surprising that this is happening yet again. But I'm just shocked that this is happening in Canada. Canada of all places. You know what I mean? I thought Canadians thought they were better than us. You know, I mean, after all, what do they have? They have Rush, April Wine, Rush, April Wine. I can't even think of any more Canadian bands. But nonetheless, you know, I'm sick and tired of it, man. Get a life. These people, these are obviously housewives that have nothing else better to do than to gossip and sit there and just fucking talk stupid shit. And that's what it's all about. All right. Anyways, Mark Rizzo. Okay, you may remember he left El Nino back in 2003 to join Soulfly. Now he's no longer a member of Soulfly, but now he has rejoined his old band, El Nino. So El Nino apparently has another original member back in the band, as Rizzo has not played with them since 2003. And he uh, broke the news during a YouTube stream. And... Uh, he said, we'll be announcing it soon, but I'm doing some recording for the new El Nino record. And I'm super excited, man. It's a different band. It's not the band it was, obviously, for obvious reasons. From back when I was in the band in 2002 when I left. A lot of things have changed, so I'm excited to work with these guys. It's great to reconnect with Laz and Dave and work with the new singer, Marcos, who's an incredible singer. So I'm stoked, man. We're going to record this new record. I'll probably, well, I'm going to do a tour with them soon. And we'll see what the future holds, man. They're going to be announcing this very soon, and I'm very excited. Yes, I'm rejoining the band, which is awesome. Very excited to reconnect with my friends. And he goes on and on and on. I would play the clip, but it's 30 minutes long, and I don't want to spend 30 minutes listening to Mark Rizzo. Unless we're interviewing him. That's a different story. Mark Rizzo, if you're out there listening, you can come on the show anytime you want. All right, other news. Tony Iommi apparently now has a fossil named after him. How fucking cool is that? It's called uh, 
something <laughs> Drepanoisidis Iomi. Um, apparently, a team of Danish and Swedish paleontologists have uh, named a new species of condonates, conodonts, whatever that is, after uh, Tony Iommi. Much like the fossil that was named after King Diamond and Lemmy. He did all of that. That's researcher Mats E. Erickson. I personally have quite an extensive track record of combining my science of paleontology with heavy music. Manifested through fossils named after Lemmy Kilmster, Alex Webster, and King Diamond. But also through the traveling exhibition, rock fossils, popular science books, and even paleometal records. So it came easy to me. Tony Naomi has been high on my list of people I wanted to honor this way. To my great pr- pleasure, both my fellow co-authors love the suggestion. So now Tony Iommi is also immortalized in the scientific literature with the gorgeous species Trepanoistidis Iommi. So, yeah, check that out if you can, probably on the web. All right, we're going to take a little bit of a break from Rocket Metal News, and we're going to get into our next band. This time, we're getting into the unsigned band of the week. Very, very exciting. These guys are coming all the way from Buffalo, New York. I am talking about sludge metal band Goat Hawk. That's right. These guys are pretty badass. And if you want more information about the band, you can do so by going to facebook.com forward slash Goat Hawk Buffalo. You can also check out their Bandcamp page at GoatHawkBuffalo.BandCamp.com. That's right. They're also on SoundCloud. Just uh, go SoundCloud.com forward slash GoatHawkBuffalo, as well as Instagram, Spotify, wherever you get your music, you can check out GoatHawkBuffalo. So without further ado, we are checking out their track, Come to Temple, right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. Yeah! 
welcome back everybody for some more rock and metal news. The first thing I want to talk about on this return is the fact that Tom Hunting was back in the lineup. But you know what? Before we, without talking about it, let's just listen to it right now. And I just want to, by the way, thank the you the uh, YouTuber for posting this. This is fucking awesome. Let's check out this moment. This is very special for us on many, many ways. Number one, it's the first show back fully with the full lineup tonight. It is the first kind of one close, close to the Bay Area, I guess. So with Death Angel and Testament, we could kind of call this the Bay Strikes Back a little bit, right? But there's something that's very special to all of us. So I want to hear you make some noise. He has returned, Aftershock. He took cancer and kicked it right in the fucking face. Would you please welcome back to the Exodus stage on drums, Mr. Tom Such a very, very cool moment that just speaks for itself. That's all I wanted to do for that one. So congrats to uh, to Tom Hunting for returning back. That's fucking badass. Uh, another Sabbath news, Bill Ward apparently wants to do one more album with uh, with Black Sabbath. So forget Tommy Kufetos, who uh, did the tour for 13. He wants to be in it and he talked to Metro and he's calling for one final album with the Black Sabbath lineup. Here's what he said. He goes, as far as I'm concerned, the books never closed with Black Sabbath. I'm writing like a demon. I'm living life. My biggest contention has been let's make another album. Nothing live necessarily because I'm looking at what I can realistically do. The way I play the drums, it's becoming tougher as I get older. I haven't spoken to those guys about it, but I have talked to a couple of people in management about the possibility of making a record, which I can do safely even with COVID around. I can lay track at my studio in Los Angeles. I'm very open-minded about doing something like that. And then uh, he goes on to talk about his relationship with Ozzy, and he says, I talked to Ozzy two nights ago. A lot of things have crossed between us, and there's new boundaries that I've had to build. But I don't think any less of them. I've been working with Tony since 1964 when I was 16 years old. They're my brothers and I love them. So I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. I'm all right. If 13 is their final album and it's the closer, I'm good with it. If we never, ever have another album from Sabbath, I'm okay. I'm more excited, I think, about what Ozzy's doing solo-wise that I think that's pretty cool, and I think, and why not? Maybe Tony, uh, maybe Bill Ward could play, you know, drums on a sat on a on an Aussie track. Why not? I mean, he's got Tony Iommi on it, so why the hell not? All right, so James Murphy and Terry Butler, you guys may remember, uh, were in the band Death. Well, those ex Death members want, are planning to play spiritual healing in full 
this December. That's right. They're going to perform the 1990 album on December 11th and 12th at the Brass Mug in Tampa, Florida. So if you want, you can go check that out. They're going to be joined by drummer Gus Rios, who is in Gruesome, and guitarist and vocalist Matt Harvey, who you may remember from Exhumed, Gruesome, and Expulsion for both of those performances. So again, December 11th and 12th, it's to kind of celebrate the anniversary of of, uh, Chuck's passing when he passed December 31st, 2001, 20 years ago. Spiritual Healing is a badass fucking record, let me tell you. So that would be a cool time. Uh, Vail and Maya apparently unveils that they threw out most of the album they recorded in 2019, and it was because of the actions of certain individuals. So yeah, apparently the al- according to guitarist Marco Kubo, the album was done, but it was trashed because of the actions of certain individuals. Like I said, here's what he said: We made a new album in 2019. Because of the actions of certain individuals, it left a bad taste in our mouth, and we didn't think it was worth salvaging. We have deleted the majority of it and have been recording material that we are more happy with. Now we're on tour. And uh, again, their tour began back on October 8th in Nashville, Tennessee, and it runs to October 20th in Las Vegas. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. If you're pissed about certain things, you get rid of it, you know. Uh, Chevelle cancels their November tour and has decided that they're going to work on new music. And again, you know, claiming the whole thing, circumstances beyond our control, changing. Uh, They say, we regret to inform our fans that we are unable to move forward with our planned November tour dates due to changing circumstances beyond our control. It has become difficult to resume performances to the same scale our fans deserve. Touring is our life, and performing live for our fans is the best part of our job. We're disappointed not to hit the road again, but we're making good use of this time to write new music. We want to thank our fans for supporting Naridius, I believe that's how you say it, their last album, and we'll see you back out there. So there you go. Uh, Suicidal Tendencies apparently was locked out of Instagram for three weeks because of their name. And And I gotta be honest... Every time I look up suicidal tendencies, I'm wondering if like spy bots or, you know, whatever it's called are going to be put on my phone. Like, I'm wondering if somebody's sitting there like, oh, no, Eddie Monster's thinking about committing suicide. But why is he putting you can't bring me down by suicidal tendencies? Why is he putting lights, camera, revolution, you know, by suicidal tendencies in his search engine? Oh no, suicidal tendencies. But yeah, I get it. I get it. So it's it's just kind of funny to me. But you pick a name like that, even like the band Suicide Silence. I wonder how long it took for them to get on Instagram with a name like that. You know what I mean? Like anytime you put suicidal or suicide, I always worry because I'm like, no, I'm not suicidal. I just love the band. You know, suicidal tendencies. But yeah, that's according to the band, and they even released a statement saying, so as, a lot of, so as a lot of you already noticed, our Instagram account was down for the last three weeks. Long story, this had nothing to do with us, but everything to do with our name. This is the first time we've been flagged, but hopefully it'll be the last. We'll go into it 
into that more later. But right now, we want to focus on the positive and give our best to all of you and say thanks for always standing with us. That's right. Fucking love suicidal tendencies. But that reminds me a lot of back when... Around the times of 9-11, when the whole anthrax scare was happening, the government wanted anthrax to change their name, and luckily they never did. Don't cave in because the fucking government wants it to. Fuck them. Anyways, last story before we uh, we call it a day. Mastodon is working with a, with a guy that I never thought I would ever say they were going to work with. But uh, Troy Sanders apparently... Admitted to Eddie Trunk on his podcast that the first album he ever bought with his own money was Men at Work's 1981 debut, Business as Usual. So funny enough, right, he became friends with Colin Hay from Men at Work, and they're working on potential collaboration. Here's what he said. I reached out to him a few years ago because I wanted to cover one of his songs, and he was aware of our band, which blew me away. I arranged a meeting when he came through Atlanta a few years ago, and we just sat down and swapped ideas. One of his quotes to me was beautiful when we were talking about potentially collaborating, and he said, if your band has the enthusiasm, then I'm interested in collaborating. I want to play with people who are enthusiastic. That was very true, but it just struck me as, wow, the fire in his belly has yet to be extinguished as well, which is kind of the way I feel about me and my bandmates. You can see it in his eyes. When he plays and you can hear it in his soul. So apparently they're working on something. Which is pretty badass. But uh, Mastodon. Another band that I'm excited about being on tour. They're on tour with Opeth and Zeal and Ardor. The tour starts 11-16 in Asheville, North Carolina. And runs all the way to December 5th in Denver, Colorado. So be sure you check that tour out. Alright. So that is it for Rock and Metal News. And right now, we wanted to save the best for last. We have a special artist. You may remember him as a guitarist of Firewind or even as Ozzy's guitar player for a very short time, right? Everybody remembers Gus G. Well, Gus G has another solo album out, which is called Quantum Leap, which is not to be mixed with one of my favorite television shows called Quantum Leap. But that's the name of his record. It was released on October 8th, and I am excited to play this track on the record. It's called Enigma of Life. It's going to take us out. I want to thank you guys once again for tuning in to the 70th episode. I will see you guys all next week for episode 71. Enjoy. Gus G, Enigma of Life, Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. (laughs) 